Hello and welcome back to At the Elephants with Rob Morris. Uh, I'm very excited to have you listening. It's been a long time. Okay, let's get this out of the way first. I know I didn't do as many episodes over the semester as I thought I would, but I was working on three plays at the time. Uh, I was doing the Amish Project with Jasmine Stiefel, uh, KGB Honeymoon, a new musical by Noah Reese, and doing a 70-kid version of Seussical Jr. at the Piedmont School in High Point, so it was a busy time. Uh, Also had a lot of changes going on in my personal life, and uh, I really just couldn't get around to doing this show, which really broke my heart, to tell you the truth. I thought about it all semester. I thought, you know, I gotta get back to that, I gotta get back to that. Uh, because it is very important to me, these conversations and sharing them with you. So hopefully this is the beginning of season two. I have a number of great guests lined up that are here in Winston-Salem this summer teaching with me or working with me uh, on Take One Step um, with Peppercorn Children's Theater, which is through the Children's Museum of Winston-Salem. So uh, I'm going to talk about all that a little bit more in a different episode, but uh, I don't want to go on too long. I had a really great conversation with Jacoby Howard, uh, graduated in 2011 in the acting program. He is an excellent actor, playwright, director, teacher, and a wonderful human being. Uh, So let's just get right into it. So I'm, I'm available to talk to you because we're working summer session together. Right on. We're working the drama summer intensive. Yeah, DSI 2015. Exactly. Right. Uh, <laughs> and which age group are you working with? I'm actually working with rising seniors, man. I'm working with um, all 17, uh, about to be seniors in high school. You know, last year of, uh, of I mean, I don't know what I would call it, uh, complete freedom until they get into the free world. <laughs> right. Uh, but, so, you know, last year, their last uh, year in high school before they move on to their, you know, collegiate endeavors. And and um, and then it's sink or swim, you know. So what do you do with them to prepare them for that? Well, we've had a couple leap. of classes, man, that I just, uh, that I just, you know, talk to them about, okay, uh, you know, are you going to a university? Or are you going to a conservatory? Explaining to them that neither one is going to change your path as an actor. If you're a performer, you will always be a performer, no matter where you go. I think a lot of them place a lot of um, stock in, oh, I got to get into this school. Right. And it's like, okay, but if that school tells you no, does that mean you're any less of a performer? Of course not. Exactly. And that's a hard lesson because you get your, your hopes set on a certain experience. Right. And you're like, this other person had this path, so as long as I'm following something that's been proven, I'm safe. Exactly. But if exactly. you're out on your own making your own path, well, that's, <laughs> that's a scary thing. Right, yeah. And I'm yeah. glad you said that, that they have their hopes set on a certain experience right. versus just having their hopes set on an experience. Exactly. You know? Yeah. Uh, yeah, man. It's, it's, it's like... Oh, if I don't get into this school, like, you know, I didn't apply, you know, I, I don't plan on applying anywhere else. It's like, why? You know? And then I, I my, my trump card is, you guys know who Sandra Bullock is, right? Yeah, yeah, well, yeah. She went to ECU. 
Right. She didn't go to Juilliard. She didn't go to Rutgers. She didn't go to Carnegie Mellon or exactly. Boston Conservatory. You know. And how many went, actors didn't go anywhere? How many actors didn't go anywhere? Robert Downey Jr. didn't go anywhere. Right. He moved right out to L.A. and became an actor. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? It's just it's everybody's path is different, man. I think that, like you said, they 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 feel like they're getting into something secure if mm-hmm. they go and audition for a conservatory versus just go have a college experience if right. that's what you want. Yeah. You know? Whatever. I think it's the key is you have to figure out what your path is into adulthood. Right on. And that could be a bunch of different things. You know, you and I both went to NCSA as older people. I don't know how to say that the right way, but you know what I mean? We weren't 18 years old when we started. Uh, and you were a few years older than I was when I started, but not mm-hmm. by, by too much. Mm-hmm. Um, so I guess that, that's a good place to, that's a good segue for us. Like, uh, so I know you're from Charlotte. Right. That's yeah. about that's about the only thing I really know about yeah. your background. I know born a little bit raised, about your family. Man. Born and raised in Charlotte. Born and raised in Eastern Charlotte. Um, I'm from the East Side. And what's the uh, community and culture like on the East Side of Charlotte for those that may not be familiar with it? Well, I am. Uh, I was. Uh, uh, I came up in the Greer Heights community, which is um, a low income area. Uh, and that is uh, uh, pretty much, I mean, I guess if you, I mean, if we're giving it a name, if we're giving it a societal label, the projects or the hood or the ghetto, you know, all in quotations. Right. You know, versus just, a, you know, it's a low-income community, and that's why I came up. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, when did you get involved with doing stuff like this? Did you start, like... In grade school, or was it after high school that you oh, got into acting? Yeah, or man. when did you start? <laughs> well, acting for me, it was. It started in high school. I actually got put in a theater class because I was about to be expelled. Oh, really? Yeah. And, and what grade was that? This was eleventh grade. Okay. They were going to kick me out. Colonel Harrison, who was the um, um, principal uh, then at uh, Independence High School. Is that um, a public high school? Yeah, it's a public high school. A public high school, you had a colonel? Yeah, he was, yeah, he was for a your colonel principal? in the military. Yeah, absolutely. Damn. Absolutely. <laughs> I'm Harrison. sure that's a very particular experience. Yeah, yeah, Colonel Harrison, he can play games. Right. Um, but I think because he was a man of color, he wanted to try and do his best to help young people of color. Like, you know, I, I mean, I had a... I had a file, man, that was just getting a little too thick. So what was your thing? What was it? What were you in trouble for? What were you doing? It was just, I mean, little little BS stuff, man. You know, the not going to class or the right or the you know the disruptions and you know playing into the popularity contest. General disrespect for the system you absolutely. were in. Absolutely, sure, absolutely. I can relate to that. <laughs> absolutely, man. It was just, uh, you know, and uh, when I was about to be kicked out. Um, he called, he pulled me and, you know, he got me into the office and he sat me down and he said, uh, you know, if I, you know, if I may speak freely, you know, Indeed you may. um, Jacoby, I'm, I'm, I'm going to put your ass out of here. Right. And I was like, you know, I, I just kind of looked down. I was ashamed. I didn't really know what to say. He was like, you, you really, just, you don't care about being here, do you? And I was like, you know, uh, no, sir, I, I do care, you know. Um, 
And he said, I'm going to, I'm going to, uh, uh, I, I feel like maybe you need to be expelled. Was there a final straw? I think that what that message was, because by the end of the conversation, he goes, I'll tell you what I'm going to do. I'm going to change your schedule. I'm going to put you in all advanced courses. You're not going to ever see any of the friends you see now in your classes. I'm going to change your electives. I'm looking at your, your, your record. You got bird courses, you know, uh, bird co- courses that you just kind of fly through. You know, right. I was taking like drafting. Right. And, and, uh, uh, like hand drafting? Yeah, like uh, it was like this uh, architecture sort of class. Sure, yeah. yeah no, we take the, it in DMP. Right. But yeah. the teacher, Mr. Fox, was like 75. <laughs> he should have been retired. Right. People just showed up to that class. Right. And he'd write C minuses on everybody's progress reports. It was a bird course. Yeah. You know? That and um, I had a uh, uh, another elective. I had a home ec with Miss Hamrick. Like, you know, break a couple of eggs, put it in a bowl, make some make some bullshit ass cupcakes, call it a day. Right. You know what I mean? Just trying to help my 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 already suffering grade point average. Exactly. Um, but he changed that schedule, man. He put me in um he put me in theater. And uh I actually uh uh you know, I had um a theater appreciation class as well. Um he said, I want to put you in the arts. And I was like, he said, since you like to talk, maybe you won't talk in front of some people. <laughs> you know, I'm like, here we go. You know, but so, you know. So t- how did you feel about that? Were you excited about the notion of it? Or was it like, oh, he's good. he's trying to embarrass me and it's going <laughs> to work. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I looked at it as like social suicide, man. Right. You know, um, I had an opinion about actors. Sure. You what know? was it? Um, that... You know, that every performer was effeminate and, you know, sensitive. And, you know, I had all of these sort of derogatory notions about being a performer. Sure. And, you know, when you're in high school, you don't want to be seen as that. Of course. Because, like I said, you're playing into the popularity contest. Yeah. Versus trying to prepare yourself, you know. uh, uh, All your uh, friends are going to call you gay. Right. 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 And I didn't want that. Exactly. No, no, no. I don't want anybody to think that about me. And, you know, and, and like I said, and then you realize, you know, <laughs> 10 years later that none of it matters. Right. It doesn't matter what anybody thinks. You know, what people think about you is none of your business. Right. You know, and I, I walked into a profession and now some of my best friends in the world are gay. Right. You know what I mean? And it, 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 and you realize that if someone had mistaken you for that, that that's not the biggest insult in the world. That's not the biggest world. insult in the world. <laughs> yeah, it's actually... Gay guys are like the best dressers bar none. Yeah, I take, I take it as a compliment every time that mistake is made, which is right. quite often, I have to say. Yeah, I got uh, uh, some of my gay friends. They're like the, they're like the most fashionable people on the planet. I'm yeah, like, you man. Can't, can't argue with that compliment. Right. Uh, yeah, for sure. And and of course, you realize that that's not everybody because that's now you're involved in this industry right. and right. And it's not everybody. And yeah. I made friends who were from similar backgrounds. Right. Um. And uh, uh, it yeah, it, it's just it, it opened my eyes to a whole other thing. So I'm actually really glad that, that happened to me. And then I graduated high school. I fell out of it. I didn't go to college immediately. I started working at the YMCA. Was it a money issue or a desire um, to go issue? Um, Combination? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I didn't know that... I didn't know if I wanted to even go to college. Right. 
you know, I kind of bought into the, yeah, college ain't for everybody. Because high school was such a pain in the ass. Right, because exactly. I remember, yeah, that's yeah, how I felt. Exactly. College ain't for everybody. I want to go to college. What am I going to go to college for? You know? Especially and, when you feel smart. Yeah. Because you feel, you're yeah. like, what can I do in the world <laughs> full of working people who are dumb? Right? There you go. Walking out of um, walking out of high school and then walking into a four-year debt trap. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Absolutely. So what'd you do? Um, yeah, so like I said, I started working for the YMCA. And um, I worked in the summer camp. I did the janitorial staff. Like, I, I lived at the YMCA. And uh, that was kind of my, that was my thing. Right. Um, for how long? For uh, when I turned about 19 up until I was about 22. Okay. So, yeah. like, three years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And during that time period, um, my, my, my little brother passed away when I was 20. Oh, wow. Um and then uh, when I turned 22, just kind of give a, a fast forward to this story. I, I had a breakdown at work. I didn't want to clean toilets anymore. Sure. I needed to do something else with my life. I wanted to be somewhere else. I wanted to do more things. And, um, you know, I called my mother and I told my mom, Mom, I can't stand this job. I don't want to be here. Like, I might want to do this for the next. Like, the thought of me coming into a, that stall and swishing that toilet with the toilet brush and spraying disinfected like until I was 50 it mortified me yeah like you know that's you know complacency man and satisfaction can be death I absolutely know what you mean yeah man yeah and I feel that yeah so my mother um, we talked about you know what my what my options were you know she's like well maybe you can go to um, school for uh, you know for art I, you took a, a theater class in high school you know um, maybe you can go for that or go to college and major in that. You know, you enjoyed it because I did. I ended up liking it. Sure. Um, fast forward, she, my mother was a, uh, uh, taught at a middle school at the time. She's a retired um, CMS employee. Uh, and uh, she got all the information about NCSA from the drama teacher uh, who was teaching there then, uh, uh, Dr. Koch. And... Um, yeah, man, I applied for NCSA, and I had an audition, and I got in, man, and ever since then, my, my life has just not been the same. So how old were you when you started here? 23. You were 20, You were a 23-year-old janitor. Yeah, I was a 20, yeah, when I started at NCSA, yep. I, I, that was the switch that you that came from. That's, right. not, that's not 18 out of high school. Right. It's a very <laughs> different experience. Right. It's very particular, yeah. Yeah. Um, and it seems to have worked out for you. Um, you mentioned that your brother passed away. Was that yes. a sudden thing? Was he was he ill? Or? Oh no, it was a sudden thing, man. My brother um, died of what they they call a lethal cardiac arrhythmia. Okay, um, break it down for me. Quite literally, your heart just stops. Wow. No explanation. There's no explanation. I mean, reading about it, you wouldn't believe. It affects like one out of every 2,000 people, more, more prominently athletes, it happens to. Who you, you know, think their cardiac system would be more prepared for that? Absolutely. Was your brother an athlete? Yeah, my brother was an athlete. He played football. Is he um, good? Absolutely. He was, uh, he was uh, North Carolina's, uh, uh, he was in the top three defensive tackles in North Carolina high school. Wow. Um, yeah, my brother could play. So how old was he when He was passed? a senior in high school. Yeah. yeah, he didn't even uh, he didn't even make prom. Yeah, you know, uh, 
Yeah, it does, man. It does. And I ended up taking his girlfriend then to the prom. Right. Yeah, I took his girlfriend then to the That's prom. That's good. It's a powerful motivator. Oh, yeah, man. Absolutely. Absolutely. I... I huh, my, my... My brother passing for me absolutely let me know that it puts the whole tomorrow's not promised thing into perspective. Exactly. It puts it in That's perspective. That's the thing for me. You got no guarantees. There's no guarantees. Especially when it's so sudden and you have so little information. Mm. You know, and if you believe in it, that's that feels like God keeping a secret from you. Right. Like, why? Wow. Nothing. You wow. got nothing, especially with your brother just overnight, you know? I was give, there when it yeah, happened. Yeah, oh, man. I was there. Yeah, I watched my brother, um, my brother, my family was there, in fact. Was it, it was like during the day? Was it a group? Yeah, we were, we were playing softball. We played for my oh. church. Yeah, and he was, uh, he was, our, he was our catcher. He played, uh, he played home plate and went after a loose ball and just, boom, fell like a ton of bricks. We thought it might have been heat stroke or something like that, but turned him over, wasn't breathing. It was just, it was a mess, man. And, uh, you know, his girlfriend was there. My dad, uh, Worked on him until the ambulance got there, and the ambulance worked on him all the way to the hospital, and the hospital worked on him for an hour, and then they, they just called it. They threw, you know, Devin, you know, Devin, it was his name, Devin, it threw in the top, you know. Huh. Um, and I'm not, you know, my faith tells me that I will see my brother again, right? You know, and I and I count on that. Um, as far I was reading this article last night about science getting closer and closer to proving that your consciousness. Uh, and that your energy continues even after death. If nothing else, I think that's something that I have a blind faith in. Right. You know, I, I don't know I don't know where I, I land on everything. I'm always questioning. I feel like I'm constantly in question. I think that's a good thing. Yeah, I don't, I don't feel bad about it. And I also get the vague impression that I existed before I existed. Right. In that on. same way. You know, that the energy was there before and that it will right. be there after. I feel like I'm in the middle of something. I don't mm-hmm. feel like it's a linear... Dip through a tunnel situation, it's like wow. just in the mid- I don't know, you know, and that's just a feeling. It's based on nothing. Yeah, man, it's a, it's like a I like to like a celestial lottery. <laughs> you know what I mean? You got these millions and millions of energies and, and beings who are all just wanting just one, you know, one shot at being on the planet. Right. You know what I mean? And then after that, you go back and you just kind of report what you find. Huh. Um, I've always viewed it like that. You know what I mean? You know, some of us call That's it... That's beautiful. I hope so. Yeah. Some of us call it heaven. Some of us call it nirvana. Some of right. us uh, 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 call it, in, you know, enlightenment or, sure. or whatever. You know, there are many, many names for it. Right. But like I said, you know, I believe in the heaven point of view. Right. And I believe that, that you know, that I'll, I'll, I'll see my brother again whenever I'm done here. Right. Doing what Jacoby's been assigned to do. Because mm-hmm. I don't believe that anybody's on the planet by coincidence. I believe right. that if you are here, you are on assignment. Well, coincidence is overrated. Listen, I'm telling you, <laughs> I'm telling you, all day long. I heard that somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> it is, man. It absolutely is. It absolutely is. Um, yeah, man. And so I, 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 it was rough on me at first, and I dealt with some things during that time, even before I applied to NCSA, because like I said, he was, I was 20. Right. Um, I was a couple years older than him. He was senior in high school. 
Mm-hmm. And uh, after he had passed, you know, I went through my anger. I went through the isolation and the sure. drinking. And you know what I mean? I was just, yeah. I was mad. Yeah. I was angry. There's you know? no way to prepare yourself to yeah. deal with that. You can't, I mean, I wasn't doing shit but my life. Right. You know what I mean? Or so I thought. You know what I mean? And my brother had dreams of going to play college ball and hopefully get into the NFL. Right. Like, he had a plan. Exactly. You know, and and uh, what really really gets to me is I find that almost always the people that have been taken from from my life, not to make it a selfish thing, but the people who've been around uh, me who've been taken so suddenly they always people with a trajectory or so it seems right yeah. a sincere intense trajectory towards something they believe in i mean mm. you know a kid when i was 15 was like our our class president and just like dropped just like you're talking about almost mm. the exact same thing as your brother uh at a halloween dance party and he was just on the dance floor having a good time and his heart was just done just done and it was like this is the nicest kid in our whole class, everybody loves him. He's class president. It, but it was that kid, right. you know? Um, another friend of mine passed away this last winter. She was teaching in Thailand. Had a blood infection. Got her in like 36 hours. And, you know, she had just graduated from Columbia's acting program. Mm. She was, you know, teaching kids in another country. Just living her life to the fullest in service of other people and art and just a beautiful soul, the nicest person you ever meet. Right. And it, and that's what keeps getting to me every time it happens. It's like, you know, and you don't wish it upon anybody else. Right. But it is undeniably a trend that I've observed in my life where it's like, these are people changing the world for the better. Right. Why are they going? Mm-hmm. You know? And you see so many other people just being here. Right. Or worse. Right. You not, know? Con- not contributing at all. Right. Or to, causing to... detriment. Right. Exactly. It's, it, yeah, that's, um, yeah, that's rough. And I, I, it's I, a hard justice to swallow. It really is, man. It really is. And, and for a long time, I asked myself why, but that was the biggest question for me. Why, 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 why? And what I came to, Rob, is that why is one of those things that it un, it just unearths more questions? Why is something that we will never really know the answer to? Because even if God, what I call him, you know, even if God were to say to you or tell you why, you still have another question. Right. Because you don't understand. You cannot comprehend Right. You know, the way this universe actually works. You could never see it from the perspective that from, you'd need to see it exactly. from. Exactly. So it'll only unearth more questions. So I stopped asking myself why or asking why. And what I started asking was what now? Okay. So your brother's passed. What now? Because time's not going right, to stop for Time's not going to stop for me. So what can I do to better push myself forward? Exactly. I stopped praying for strength. And I started praying for adjustment. I think that's one of the biggest lessons we can learn, especially in losing someone, whether it's um, not, you know, you know, death is the absolute, you know, far extreme of that spectrum. But even if it's something like a breakup. Right. You know what I mean? Oh, you know, God, give me the strength to get through this breakup. No, God, help me adjust to my new circumstances. Exactly. Yeah. And, and you know, 
I think that that's key, and, and I don't think that there's any problem with praying for strength, but Absolutely. I do, but I do think it's important that you have that specificity of what are you gonna do with that strength once you get it. Absolutely. You know? Absolutely. Once you have that empowerment, once you've got that fire that's gonna send you on your trajectory, mm. how are you gonna guide it? Because you can't just get strength and 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 the problem's gonna go away. Yeah, exactly. You could be as strong as you want. Yeah. But like if you're not doing something with it, if you're not exercising that strength, mm. then like what good is it? One hundred percent agree. One hundred percent agree. You can be strong all day long. And like you said, it's not gonna make the problem go away. Right. <laughs> you know, it's, no, it's that's not. absolutely right. Um, it's adjustment, man. It's 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 adjustment. Help me adjust to this new circumstance. What do I need to do now to propel myself forward? Right. You know, uh, 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 that's. I learned that from my dear grandmother, and you know, she said, "Baby, you know, strength is uh, strength ain't gonna help you in this time. You know, adjustment will though." Right. Do you think that geographically where we are, being in the American South, we're more resistant to adjustment culturally? Absolutely, man. Absolutely. So that's a hard lesson to learn, especially like being from from down here. I mean, I, you know, I grew up in Texas for the most part, and I was Ooh. fortunate to grow up in Austin, the which is of the pretty... Bible yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly right. And, you know, I've got family from all over the state, but I really uh, I really grew up in Austin, which is a pretty liberal place. Uh-huh. Um, but, you know, you encounter, you encounter a lot of that same culture, that Southern culture is still very much a, a part of even that city. And, you know, in the wake of everything that's happened over the last few weeks, and... Uh, you know, the response that we've had, uh, you know, we've had a pretty good week in terms, you know, this last week was pretty good in terms of the weeks that preceded it, I think. You know, we've got the gay rights, uh, yeah, uh, yeah. marriage equality, marriage which is equality. amazing. Uh, you know, people are taking down Confederate flags all over the place, right? which is amazing. Uh, and, you know, it's, you got to be appreciative, but you also have to pause and be like, Seriously? Mm. Now, now it's finally happening. You know, right? Like God, what? Yeah. <laughs> you know, and is but it's not. You know what, Rob? And 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 this may not be popular opinion, but you know, I'm I I I'm gonna, I'm gonna say it anyway. Sure. I was one of the. I'm one of those people that uh, whether the flag comes down or not is doesn't matter to me. Right. South Carolina can keep that flag up there. Because change is not going to happen when that flag comes down. That's true. Change will happen within the hearts of people who hate when they decide that they want to change their minds. Right. True. It's racist wallpaper. Yeah. And it represents a, a, a very dark part of America's past. Right. You know what I mean? But the government embracing symbols like that sends right. a sign to the citizens that it represents. Absolutely. Of what's, you know... An acceptable part of the culture, and and you know, to, the argument that like it's Germany hasn't flown or or yeah, had the swastika up. You can't since do World that War One. You can't do that. But guess what? There are still Nazis who have contempt, or Germans who have contempt for Jews. Yeah, that's true. That's true. But I think that it's probably you know? it's probably less effective. The fact that they've said that the government doesn't support that Absolutely. movement anymore. Absolutely. And and the truth is is that like we haven't done that. 
we we still have uh you know but at the same time it's like you know you say like oh well the representatives of the government in that area can't support those things like well the notion mm. is that they're representative of the population Absolutely. so if you have if you know and i'm not saying that it always is true because you know that's definitely not always the case that the representative represents the people mm-hmm. uh, in that area but they do get elected you know and those votes come from people who have opinions and, wow. and maybe they don't come enough from the right people in that area who should be voting because that's a big problem that we have too absolutely uh and maybe some people can't vote yeah they are who want to in charleston named after confederate yeah exactly generals you know and that's that's what i mean it's like we, you know and 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 people have made the point already but the fact that you know we have black students going to schools named after people who fought to keep them from being Enslaved. able to read. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. <laughs> and learn and it's be ridiculous. in that building is... It sends a fundamental message to the entire community that says we are not going to relinquish our our uh, expression right. of our pride from this era. And unfortunately, that era is a package deal mm. with hatred and racism. Absolutely. You cannot separate the two. You cannot say that you have Southern pride and this symbol represents only that. It cannot be it, that. No, no, it can't be that. It can be that, but it won't come without the other part. It won't come without the, yeah. And if it, that's absolutely. a part of it, then come on. What absolutely. are you even talking about? <laughs> no, you're absolutely right. And I, and I, and I feel like if... The Confederate flag is so much because at the end of the day, it is a part of America's history. Right. Now, America ain't been this glorious land of 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 opportunists and entrepreneurs to begin with. Right. You know what I mean? But that's a whole other conversation. I right. say that to say this is that put the Confederate flag in a museum. Yes. It doesn't have. It's it, where it belongs. It's where it belongs in a museum because I'm not saying burn them all. Right, exactly. I'm not saying burn them. I'm not saying no. You you can't wear that on a t-shirt. And, but to put it on your but license plate. To put it on plate, your license plate. To put it on the flag. Right, fly it above your Capitol building. It's the Mississippi State flag. It's part right. of it. Right. You know that's saying this is Mississippi as as a whole right here, and right. this little corner is part of who we are. Right. And do you want right. it to continue to be? Uh, because right. you can't expect to be embraced culturally by the rest of this country. You can't because we're mo- we're moving. We're we are moving forward. Right. We are moving forward. I think that the with last, or without the, the last, people yeah, who don't want to come, the rest of yeah, us are going. Yeah. The last. Uh, uh, I mean, the last week is is has been evidence of, you know, America's want for progress. Exactly. Um, you know, I I just like I said I I I know because I I have friends. Um, who have you know Confederate flags? I had a I, I worked with an with, with an actress <laughs> who uh, was uh, showing me pictures of her and her family at the beach, and she had on a Confederate flag bikini, you know. Um, and again, you know, her the whole thing is heritage, not hate, and and that sort of thing. And I'm like, listen, you know, the word hate is in heritage, so you know, be you know being a, you know being an asshole. Uh, but we, <laughs> but um, yeah, I, 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 you know, like I said, put it in a museum. If you want to wear it on a t-shirt, fine. But put it in a museum. It it doesn't represent the South anymore because guess who's in the South? Gays are in the South. 
interracial marriages are in the South. That's blacks right. and whites working together are in the South. Blacks and whites eating in the same restaurants are in the South. Blacks can read. Blacks are educators. Blacks are business owners. Blacks are uh, 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 young entrepreneurs. Um, there is a new culture of the South. There's more religion in the South. Christianity is not the only religion practiced in the, uh, in, in the southeastern part of the, of the United States. Now, it may be one of the larger practicing ones, but that's no longer just it. Right. So the Confederate flag doesn't necessarily, or doesn't at all, represent what the South is today. Right. hundred years ago, the flag could have been flying, fine. Right. 150 years ago, flags flying, fine. Right. It's 2015. Yeah. Put it in a museum. Absolutely. Put it in a museum. Um, you know, and that's what... <laughs> You know, you have to make a cultural move as a society to say that is officially yesterday. And it's <laughs> I like been, that. I it's like been that. yesterday for 150 years. years. Right. So, so let it be yesterday and let's talk about tomorrow. Right. Right? There's actually been talk of, um, I'm not, uh, you're probably familiar with the Nation of Islam, mm-hmm. uh, Mr. Louis Farrakhan, and they were, there have been, uh, uh, you know, petitions of, of, of people from all over the nation are, are, are actually beckoning for the American flag to come down. Really? Yeah, they're like, well, the American flag represents uh, uh, slavery and represents uh, uh, oppression and, and uh, it, it, under the same, I mean, under, even under those colors. I mean, because their argument is that, well, this land was stolen from the Native Americans. Yeah. You guys wiped out an entire people to have this land and then you stuck your flag here it's symbol right. of invasion of genocide so right. the american flag should come down too then we need this country needs a new flag hmm. that's a whole other i mean yeah that's you know i yeah i need time yeah. to process but right I but i can't say i disagree right I it's, mean, it's the, hard the it, logic to, is sound right it's hard not to to listen to that and go well damn right it, well and to right. be fair um We've made quite a few adjustments to the flag in mm-hmm. less in more progressive times. Yeah, the fifty star flag is not that old. You know, I like I said, a new flag. I don't know. I'm right. not. I'm not. I, I understand the argument, but I'm not sure that it's completely necessary. I mean, right. that's going to change a lot of things. Well, yeah, and you can't. It's not like we're going to change the colors of it. Like, right. like we're still a country that was founded country, for better or worse. For better, right. Like and, and, and not right. all countries have been founded on like sound principle of okay, you take this. Like right. no. <laughs> and that's the Confederate the flag border. argument. Right. That's their argument. The people who But that nation no longer right. exists. Absolutely. Right. You know, the Confederate right. States of America are not, are not, it's not a, a country. It's not a country, right. Yeah, and neither is, you know, the socialist movement in Germany, and neither is the mm. USSR. You know, it's like yeah. museum. Museum, right. It's all in the museum. That's what museums are for. Right. We, we, we collect our heritage. We collect our history. We collect, you know, past, present, and, uh, and after future. And then you place <laughs> it there in a way that has a context so that when people encounter it, they understand right. its place in history. Right. And so right. that education is clear. Absolutely, man. But, yeah, I'm glad that um, America is... Uh, is making moves in the right direction. Um, like I said, I was really happy to, um, you know, I was really happy to see that we're we're moving forward with uh, 
uh, with the with the marriage equality thing. Though at first, and I have to be honest, mm-hmm. at first I said to myself, you know, well, why do why does the gay community need the government to validate their relationship? That was my thought at first. I mean, fifty one percent of American marriages are failing as of twenty fourteen. And that's over half of American marriages are failing. Why do you want this? <laughs> right. Why, why, why do you want that? Right. You know what I mean? You know, you've been with who you want to be with. Right. You know, nobody's stopping you from cohabitating, from loving anybody you want to love, from being with people that you want to be with. Right. You know, I mean, is, is, is really checking the marriage box on the W-2 form that important? Right. So yeah. that you can get a tax break. Yeah. Well, and that's, a tax break is an important thing to get equally. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, and and I hear you, and I think the big thing that got it for me, because I, I was always like, yeah, I think anybody should be able to do anything. I'm just that kind of person. <laughs> but I, I do. I, you know, do right whatever on. you want. I don't care. Um, you know, whatever makes you happy, you know, no guarantee of tomorrow. So as long as you're not hurting anybody, I don't care. Right on. Um, and so, you know, but I the thing that really sold it for me, and I was like, this is why it has to happen uh, on just as, you know, an objective person who's not involved uh, as an ally I feel like it's, um, you know, I, you hear stories about, like, equal rights over, like, they can't adopt kids or they yeah. can't, uh, you know, uh, be, you know, they can't make medical decisions if their partner is, um, you know, uh, sick right. and can't make medical decisions for themselves. Right. Issues over wills. These legal matters that are given to married couples that the government requires you to go through that marriage process, whether right. you want or believe in it or not, right. you have to be married to be given certain rights that right. legally come along with married mm. people. And you know, so I even heard... if you don't believe in the union, the government believes in the union, right. and the government will suspend certain rights from your partnership right. if you don't file the paperwork that they require and Absolutely. get the license. So with people like losing their kids and not being in the room when somebody dies and like that, te- like that's a ridiculous thing to keep from somebody. Yeah, it is. It is. So that was my that was my big one. Right, and I also heard um, my grandfather say, "God rest his soul." You know, he was like, "You know, Jacoby, everything ain't fair. It rains on the just and the unjust." Mm. You know, and a lot of times shit ain't gonna be fair, and that's the breaks. And you got to deal with it. Everybody, it's it's it, everybody ain't gonna get what they want. And what's gonna happen, you know, to this to, to to this country we live in is that we're gonna keep trying to give everybody what they want till we collapse. Hmm. You know, and that was you know he's he's old school. I mean, he's right. he grew up as a whole different era. So his his opinion is um, you know, was 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 supported by what he had gone through and what he had seen the cultural climate that he came up in. Yeah. You know, and to sit around and hear my family talk about it and to hear, you know, their opinions and, you know, for my grandfather to say, you know, like, uh, you know, there's a, you know, there's a group of people out there. There's always going to be a disenfranchised group. Yeah. There's always going to be one, whether yeah. it's the blacks, whether it's the gays, whether it's the Hispanics, whether it's even uh, uh, the ex-cons. Right. Because they stopped letting prisoners get degrees in jail. They can't do that anymore. I mean, the prison industrial complex. Oh my oh, man. god, that's a that's a long, long conversation. That's a I'm long, that long too. conversation. That, oh. along with the fact that when they get out of here, they can't vote, right. they can't work. There's no rehabilitation. There's involved. no rehabilitation involved. But we have already said. I mean, we're talking about men who've done federal time. 
Not right. you know, not county jail for six months. Right. But fed time. Yeah. Guys who went to jail for double murder. Right. In '89, they get out in 2009, or they on good behavior, or they My you know they get still a, in. Right. Or yeah, you know what I mean. Whatever the crime Before was. Before I was they, born. Right. And they get out. Yeah. And then they don't. They have nothing. They don't exist. Right. And it's crazy to me because we shut down what used to be, basically, we, you know, they call them nut houses. Just mm-hmm. like these psychiatric wards where people were, these asylums where people were shipped off to just live in a box until they died because they were too crazy to be in the group. And we shut that down because that was inhumane and there was no rehabilitation involved. Wow. And we're still doing the same shit. We're still doing it. It's the same thing. We got guys we on 23-hour lockdown. We ship them away, you know, someone gets in their face and, you know, pushes them in the lunchroom. Both of them get put in a hole for days in yes, the dark in the alone. dark, shitting in a hole. It's like, Having whoa, food slid to them this under is, yeah. this is not This is not a step forward in, in solving this problem. We outlawed this before, and now we're doing the same thing and calling it by another name. Because America's judgment of other people reigns over the treatment of your fellow man. Right. That's why we don't have a problem. Because you think to yourself, man, they threw him in a hole, you know, in a dark room, and they kept him in there for five days, and they slid uh, a plate of food. If it falls off the plate, whatever, you got to yeah. eat it off the floor. Under the door, you had to shit Probably in a cold, hole. because it's it was the last cold. one they brought out, because right. they served everybody else first. Exactly. But then, you hear that that man raped and murdered an eight-year-old girl. And you find yourself going, well, fuck him. He deserves that. See, America, we, we, haven't, we haven't come to a place of forgiveness. Right. We, everybody's talking about love, 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 love. Oh, love wins, love wins. No, because love is conditional. Because love is based on the contingency that you can accept that person. For whoever. It's, it's about forgiveness. Right. That's what America needs to find. Yeah. It ain't love. Right. Because you can love all your friends, but... Wait till you can love anybody. Just wait till they disagree with you. Right. Or wait till they do something you don't like. Right. As soon as their behavior doesn't fall they, in with the social contract. Boom. You're out. You, you don't love them anymore. You can't be in the club. You can't be in, yeah, we don't love you anymore. Yeah. Because do you love that man that, that broke into that 70-year-old woman's house and beat her to death with a lamp? Right. And then a daughter came home, caught him in the act, and he shot the daughter twice. And then robbed him, stole that car. Was on the lamb from the police for about six months. Then they finally caught up with him, and then they get him into a prison and they treat him bad. Now you and then, and, then, and then, oh, well, that's inhumane. You can't do that to him. But what about what he did? See, that's what I'm saying. America's judgment. We can't find. Ain't about love. It's right. about forgiveness. Yeah. America got to find forgiveness, and because then we don't want to fix equality. anybody. We decided it's broken. There you go. There you go. Right. There you go. We don't, we're not going to ever find true acceptance or tolerance until we have learned to forgive each other. I think that's a good place to end it. Yeah. Thanks for talking to me, man. Right. No doubt, man. I appreciate it. Absolutely, Rob. Thank you for having me, brother. So I've been reading about nameless things. Don't ask me what they are. 